Hello, Cryptonauts. Today is August 14, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we have a special episode with a special guest by the name of Jake Jabrelli. He does have a YouTube channel that talks about cryptocurrency, passive income, and how to make some money. So, um, before we get started with that interview, I just want to go ahead and plug in my thanks to the Anchor platform for allowing me to basically talk to all my listeners about crypto. Something that I have a passion for. I love talking about crypto. I, I truly, truly enjoy what's going on with the crypto world. It's so revolutionary. It's unbelievable. It's 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 something that five years ago I would not have envisioned it becoming what it is today. Especially in DeFi. That's something that's it's just going on now. It's insane. So let's go ahead and start off with countries uh, that I want to thank. Starting off with the United States, Ireland, Australia, Canada, United Kingdom, Turkey, Germany, New Zealand, Italy, Portugal, Argentina, France, Netherlands, United Arab Emirates, Austria, Japan, Vietnam, Indonesia, Belgium, Mexico, South Korea, Philippines, India, and the Czech Republic. These are literally countries that are listening to my podcast. This is amazing. So I want to thank all of you for listening to my podcast. I, I greatly appreciate it. And I appreciate the positive feedback. Um, definitely reach out to me on the um, Discord app. Or through the Anchor app, you can leave me a message there. Um, I, I appreciate everyone for listening. It's look at this is unbelievable. I'm reaching all these countries just for doing something that I I I enjoy doing. This is this is fun. This is like a hobby of mine. I, I love it. This is unbelievable. So once again, to all the countries, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, and I appreciate the positive feedback. So with that said, let's go ahead and get started with this special interview with Jake Jabrelli. So, uh, why won't the government embrace Bitcoin? Why? They hate the concept of proof of work. Wow. <laughs> That's a good one. That's better than what I would have found. All right, <laughs> quick enough. Here we are with Jabarelli. Is that, is that how you say it? Jabarelli? Jake Jabarelli, yeah. Jake Jabarelli. Okay. So I actually bumped into you uh, regarding Decentraland on, e on Ethermon, right? Yep. That's yep. what we were talking about. That's how, how we got connected. So what's up, Jake? Well, um, I wish I could spend more time on Ethermon and, and Decentraland, but... Uh, do, do you work with them? No, no, I don't. Um, I don't really work with any crypto thing other than my own farm, which I'm slowly building, but... Uh, oh, Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I'm, How about I'm, this? Let me let ahead. me start off with my introduction because we haven't officially met, right? We haven't officially talked. Um, so let me start off with. I mean, we talked a little bit just via text, but I'll start off with my little my little two cents here. Okay. So I started I started in crypto back in like what two thousand. Uh, you know what? I actually heard about Bitcoin probably in two thousand twelve, but I didn't get into it at that time because. 
the person that approached me was approached me, I think, the wrong way and told me about it. He just came up to me and says, hey, you got you to gotta buy Bitcoin. You got to buy Bitcoin now because the American government's going to be going, going to the dumps. You know, the American dollar is going to go down. It's all going down. You need to buy Bitcoins now if you want to survive. Like, what is this crazy guy talking about? This, he's insane. He's absolutely insane, right? So I literally ignored it for years, right, until about 2015 when I started hearing things once again, especially regarding uh, Mount Gox, right? Mm-hmm. Like, wait, hold on. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've been hearing about this Bitcoin for a while. Right? I've been hearing it on and off, but didn't really bother looking into it because my first impression is this this guy is crazy. And I, I, whatever he's talking about is insane. And the way he approached me about it just didn't sound it – sound, it sounded really crazy, right? So what he should have done and what I would do if I was in his shoes – and what everybody should do if they know somebody that does not know anything about crypto is to read Satoshi Nakamoto's white paper. I think if they have some general understanding of what blockchain technology is, they'll truly appreciate what's going on with crypto today or what's going on with the world, the, the transformation that's going on with the world. So around 2015, that's when I actually got my hands on Satoshi's white paper and read it. I literally printed it out and read it multiple times. The first time, to be honest, I didn't know what the heck I'm reading. I'm reading over and over again. And I'm looking online. I'm trying to understand this, decipher it. I go, you know what? This is, this is actually – so Bitcoin wasn't the thing that caught my attention. It was blockchain technology that caught my attention. So then I started to say, you know what? I want to buy some Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I want to try this crypto. out. This sounds so amazing. I want to try this, this, this public ledger, this, this blockchain, this, this thing that stacks upon stacks of digital – digital information i want to i want to try this out right so you ever heard of the game second life oh yeah no i know someone who who was part of second life for most of its existence (laughs) okay so that's actually my first purchase was on second life my first bitcoin purchase was on second life so this was before i knew what coinbase was and i think coinbase was probably the only thing out there at that time when i first got into it maybe there might have been some other ones but i you know, um, I didn't know Coinbase existed. I was just getting into it, and I looked up online, how do you buy uh, Bitcoin? So there were some, uh, I guess, step-by-step of how to buy it via um, swapping tokens from uh, Second Life's um, internal token, right? So you, you, you use your PayPal account, you, you buy Second Life's token, and then somebody within the Second Life uh, universe token, right? uh, yeah, will trade me for Bitcoin. So that was the biggest, sketchiest thing that was out there. But this is – it worked, though. It worked. I, I found somebody out there that was willing to trade, trade, trade with me. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just so excited to have – I finally have – and at that time, it wasn't called Bitcoin. It was Bitcoin with an S at the end. Everything at that time was Bitcoin with an S. So it wasn't Bitcoin. It was Bitcoin's. Right. I don't know if you recall that it was Bitcoins. Well, it's like, oh, you want you want some Bitcoins? Yeah, I want some Bitcoins. <laughs> I Bitcoins for you. It's like, now, it's called, now, now we're, we're we're to that point where we're starting to call them Satoshis now. You know, got to stack those sats, right? We're 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 starting to phase away from Bitcoin. Got to start stack, stacking sats. Anyways, so after that, I, I looked more into blockchain. Right. So I said, you know what? I want to try it. I want to try to up my game and, and buy a miner. I want to try to mine, you know. So I bought my I bought my first grid seed miner off of like eBay, right? Mm-hmm. It was like like twenty five dollars, and 
I don't know anything about coding. I knew absolutely nothing other than to turn to push the power button on the computer and, and to jump on the internet. That's it, right? That's right. that's right. basically understanding how 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 uh, software works. That's it. Okay. So I had to figure this out. Like, how do I make this this machine here in my hand, this gritty miter? How do, how do I make it run? Right. So I looked it up and I studied. And I stayed up day and night, day and night. It was it was a it was just exhilarating just to try to go through this and make it turn alive. I was like, wow. And it, when I finally did it, I was so just ecstatic. I, I couldn't believe it. It's alive. It's, it's spinning. It's blinking colors, right? It, it's actually hashing out something. So I'm looking, on, I'm looking through the network. It's actually hashing, right? And at that time, I think I was using, um, shoot, what was I using? What pool was I using? I was using um. Slush's pool. I think the, the first pool that I used was Slush's pool. Hmm. Um, and since then, I phased off of phased away from uh, from miners because that quickly ASICs quickly just degraded yeah, destroyed over time. the market. Yeah, yeah. Just it, there was no trying to beat them unless you had thousands, thousands, thousands of dollars to try to buy ahead of the game. Right. But when you're comparing yourself to warehouses across the world, it's like it's it's impossible now, right? So I so I ended up selling all my stuff, um, and I currently just buy tokens. I'm a hodler. I just buy tokens, <laughs> and I actually I actually do put my tokens that are you know interest backed, right? I put them on the Celsius network, and that's where I I'm happy to earn my interest off. I I leave it on on the platform, and I earn interest off of it, and I don't sweat about it. It's there. It's secured. I'm happy. It's good, and that's where I'm at now. So in between that, I also did a lot of meetups here in uh, Silicon Valley, crypto-related um, uh, meetups, and it got it gave me the opportunity to meet a lot of people out there, hmm. amazing, intelligent people. It, it blows my mind how many intelligent people are in the um, in the crypto space, right? Yeah, it's 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 amazing. So on on top of that, what else? Um, yeah. I think that's pretty much it. That wraps so, it up in a, in a nutshell. I, you, you mentioned at least briefly in our in our short little uh, text conversation that you live in San Jose or the Correct. area, uh, Silicon mm-hmm. Valley. Um, I too live there. Um, moved there in '99 and uh, left in 2018. Um, not because I necessarily wanted to leave, but it was just getting too busy. Um, but uh, the reason I ask is because I mean I've lived all over Silicon Valley. Um, pretty much just Sunnyvale, San, San Jose, Santa Clara areas, and Saratoga, all the S-towns. Um, and uh, I, I imagine you probably had your, your meetup going while I was there. Uh, but I got into crypto because of a student of mine in my church who had bought and started doing mining in 2012. And he's like, you got to get into this, man. This is so crazy. And I was like, okay, it's interesting. I'm, 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 I, don't even, I looked into it to see if I could figure out some way of buying coins. Um, and there's just, there's nothing. Uh, I don't even know how you could buy them. So I went the route of mining because I couldn't figure out how to buy. I wanted yeah. to exchange, but the exchange rate was fluctuating constantly. I mean, even back when, when uh, Bitcoin was relatively inexpensive, I just couldn't find anything that was reliable. People are always trade. Yeah, you could trade money for coin for for these coins, but I was like, well, how do you keep them? I mean, 
that doesn't didn't make any sense to me. So I just I ignored it until 2014, when at the time, although I re realized back then compared to the price of Bitcoin now, it was relatively inexpensive. It still seemed like a lot of money to me, and I just didn't have a lot of spare change to do it. So I bought um, Litecoin miners instead, um, Gridseed and uh, Ga miners, um, and set up. I think I, I had I had a, about those. I actually had a, a 200 mega hash miner i think it was um it was a big old server with a whole bunch of, i sold it years ago but um it's it really did produce quite a bit it was noisy it was unbelievably noisy and i had to store it in my garage just to just to run it but then at the same time i was living under pg and e um so the the price of power was really really high but i mean being an electrical engineer i um i was into electric cars more than i was into mining into crypto mining and so i already had electric cars i was that was you know trying to charge and so it's i couldn't really mine and charge the car because it would just destroy my electrical bill um so it, basically i chose one or the other I, I went with the mining for a while i made some money didn't really make my money back kind of left it alone until bitcoin started going up in price in 2017 and then i was like okay this could really take off so i bought one bitcoin at $400 when it was that price and just let it sit until it reached $800. And then I sold the original $400 worth. So I got my money back and left the other half of the coin just sit. And that was, I think it was, it was in 20, was it 2014? No, was it 2014, 17, 2017? No, cause it was, I'm trying to remember the timeline exactly. Um, no, it was 2016. Okay, so 2016, I bought the coin, sold when it reached 800, kept the half coin until December of 2017. And we may all remember what exactly happened then. The price went to the moon and it hit 20 grand. Mm -hmm. And I did not know that was going to happen. Nobody knew that was going to happen. I mean, nobody knew it was going to hit 20 grand. Um, but I coordinated with, coordinated with a guy on Craigslist who had, who actually ironically lives out here where I live now <laughs> in Roseville. Um, who uh, who had some ASIC miners. And at the time I was like, well, oh, Litecoin. Yeah, well, I'll definitely. So I bought two, uh, what are they called? Bitmain Antminer L3s from him for that half a Bitcoin. I paid him $10,000 or one half a Bitcoin at the time <laughs> for two Litecoin miners. And then, I, and then over the next six months made their value back in Litecoin. And then some, and that's not wow. where my story ends. But uh, I, after that, started getting into Bitmex, which I will never do again, um, <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. lost li literally almost all the rest of my coin on Bitmex. Yeah. So at that time, I think the remaining amount of money I had left over was about six thousand U.S. dollars equivalent, and I traded it all away on Bitmex, and wow. uh, yeah, lost six grand. I mean, I was, I was a nervous wreck. I was a nervous wreck because I was doing day trading. It was not something but, I thought I was yeah. going to make so much money and I lost yeah. all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I forgot to mention that about myself too. So I also did that too. I said, okay, now that, I, now that I mined this, now that I bought this and now I have it in my wallet, it's not doing it in my wallet. You know what I can do? I can use Poloniex. That's what I can do. Trade. I can I can quadruple. I can 10x my money right mm -hmm. now. I can do that. I can do that by, by this weekend. <gasps> That's fascinating now i'm gonna do that so i ended up uh jumping on, on poloniex and yep 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 forget about it 
I ended up, yeah, losing the majority of it, which which really sucks. Yeah, <laughs> really no, sucks. The only way to and, make money it, on trade is to be the trading house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's two ways. I don't know if you've ever lost your private keys. I have several times. Nope. I have several yet. times because I didn't <laughs> understand the at the beginning. I didn't. I even threw away one of my laptops, which probably has some cryptos stashed on it that's forever oh, gone because oh. I literally got mad at it and just threw it in the dumpster. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a little. Um, I kind of grind my teeth about that now, now that I know that, uh, see, keep in mind is that at that time when I did that, for me, my, my laptop was nothing more than just push the power button on and then push the power button off. I didn't understand that you could actually extract data off of the, uh, off of the, uh, the drives. I didn't know that. Oh, well, I've been in, I've been in IT since 1999. So let's <laughs> just say if you, if you need some help with computers, I've been doing it a long time. <laughs> yeah. See, so, so over the, over the years I've been, learning a lot more about computers and, and obviously YouTube helps a lot, but mm-hmm. so is my, so is my interest in, in crypto and, and the hardware that, that, that runs behind it. Right. So, yeah. So Jake, you have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Yep. Jake Jabberilli or Jabberilli. It's just a bunch of referral links. As I say at the beginning of every one of my videos. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm checking it out right now. You got uh, Jake Jabberilli and you have a good amount of videos on here. Um, what's, Go ahead, plug it in. Tell me what you got. Um, so if it's not already clear, and I guess I'm going to be giving it away with this by saying what it is, um, the name is literally just a an acronym. If you look at the, the words I say, I say, hey, this is Jake Jabberelli, Jabberelli.com, uh, just a bunch of referral links. Take the initials from all those words and you get the name. Mm. so only one person so far of my of my viewers and subscribers has actually gotten the, the clue that the name is literally fabricated um but uh i like the anonymity i mean jake is my name but uh Jabarelli is not so to those who are watching listening in on this and listening i sometime in the future of my super topic are like hey that's not really his name yeah yeah i'm giving it away um, yeah, well, but uh, it, the anonymity of the internet is actually quite valuable to me. Um, I've already run into uh, at some point about what was it, February? Yeah, it was in February of this year when I was taken down by a jealous competitor who completely ripped my entire uh, channel off of uh, YouTube by falsely flogging me. Um, and it happened again. Uh, and I'm not going to mention his name because it's not worth it to talk about him. But right. uh, it's the kind of thing that unfortunately happens in YouTube that I'm not, this is obvious. Let's say we're not talking about this in this, in this um, podcast, but um, it is worth mentioning at least that the anonymity that I've maintained through my account has allowed me to stay out of the realm of doxing. You can't dox Jake Jabberley because he doesn't technically exist. Um, but uh, my account, I shifted away from doing trading because that was what this issue was about and um, my channel is dedicated to literally anything I want. But because I like crypto, I talk about crypto all the time. Um, so my channel contains yeah. things like um, like Decentraland, like we talked about. Uh, personally, I've never been into Pokemon, but I really do like the idea of Ethereumon. Um, I like the idea of CryptoKitties. I don't own any. Um, I like the idea of just selling you know, uh, non-fungible goods, uh, 
you know, through Ethereum. That's amazing. That's such a neat concept of just these, you know, non-tangible, non-physical things that you can sell that you can buy and keep for yourself like you can with like a, like a laptop in your house. Um, or you can keep it in the game or in the whatever, like, you know, property in uh, mega, mega cryptopolis. And then later on when it's worth a lot more, you can resell it. And it's still a good. It's just not physical. It's amazing. It's such a neat concept. Um, I haven't purchased any mainly because uh, mega cryptopolis is too ridiculously expensive. Uh, you pretty much got to have 50,000 US dollars to buy anything in there. Um, but I'm into um, what's it called? Uh, Star Town. Is it Star? Yeah, Star Town. No, Town Star, my bad. It's the other way around. The, the Gala game. Uh, you can watch. I got a couple of videos on my channel about it. Uh, made by uh, Zynga. Um, uh -huh. yeah. And uh, so that thing's pretty slick. Uh, I've played that game quite a bit. I still don't quite understand how it works, but it's still a fun game. Um, I'm, I'm into, obviously, mining, as I said before, GPU mining. Um, it's actually doing quite well. This week has literally almost quintupled its value. Uh, and mining Ethereum is blowing up because of Ethereum 2.0 just came out. Um, the uh, I, I did a little bit of high yield investment programs, HYIPs, or the hypes. I think they're otherwise known. But almost every single one of them is a Ponzi scheme. So if you get in early, you might make money. And I have. I have some videos that actually prove that. But because of my dedication to honesty when it comes to crypto, and a lot of people don't seem to care about that. I'm not saying everybody's dishonest. I'm just saying that because it's kind of the wild west of finance, um, there's a lot of this, you know, slight hand, slight of hand thing that's going on for some reason. I don't, I think I kind of understand why it is because people want to sell you on the idea of crypto, but don't really want you to know about how it really works. Personally, I'm against that. I want everybody to know exactly how it works because I want it to be a real thing. I want it, I want crypto to be a thing that everybody knows and uses and is con is consistent. Obviously, Bitcoin's price goes up and down constantly. It, it hardly mm -hmm. ever sticks to one one value. But the nice thing is, it's you know you can trade it. You know you can trade it with people all over the world. And it's mm -hmm. the first time in history that we well actually I shouldn't say it's the first time in history. It's the first time in modern history when we've had a truly universal uh, coin currency, it's not technically fiat, that the whole world can use and access. No one controls it. The US dollar is pretty popular throughout the world and you can almost trade it anywhere. Like you can give US dollars for almost anything, almost anywhere in the world. But Bitcoin, you can too. And the US dollar is obviously controlled by the US government and the inflation thereof. The value of Bitcoin is controlled by the world. That's why it's so amazing. You know, we all own it as a planet. The whole freaking planet owns Bitcoin, not the U.S., not China, not Russia. Everyone equally. You know, Jake, before uh, before uh, starting this podcast, I was actually having a conversation with a friend of mine literally just right before this. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he wanted to talk about politics. And I go, you know what? The biggest issue with politics or voting is that there's not enough transparency. And this is where I do my plug. Any, anywhere I can put my plug in regarding crypto or blockchain technology, I'm gonna plug it in. Cool. So I said, you know what? The biggest solution to, to fraud or to just me manipulating voting numbers mm -hmm. is to use blockchain technology. Why? Because it's transparent. Another thing, so basically if you, I, and everyone else in the nation 
just registers our driver license. Everyone that's alive, you know, I don't know what the issue is with, with having, having people that are deceased voting. That's, that's, are you freaking kidding me? That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Or people, people that are deceased for over a decade receiving unemployment. It's like, what? No, there's, no. there's greedy people out there. There's nothing we can do about it, unfortunately. Right. So with, with block te- technology, and that's why I did my plug-in, with block te- technology, at least it's transparent enough that we can actually see who's voted. Oh, J- Jake voted for so-and-so? Oh, okay, well, this is where I voted. And we can see it. It's a public ledger. Everyone can see it. It's not manipulated. The numbers are there, you know? Yep. It's there. It's, that's what yep. I like about that. That's, and, and that's, the whole that's history. The whole history yeah, is there. Yeah, exactly. Every single thing that ever happened is there. Yeah. And everyone oh. has a copy of it. So. Yes. And Oh, okay. So everyone everyone that's in the, within the network, that's a node, universally agrees that this is sound and secure. Oh, wait. This politician says that it's not secure and he decides to fork? Well, you know what? He can fork, but the majority is not going to agree with that because he's obviously trying to manipulate the numbers, right? Yep. So that's why I think blockchain technology is is absolutely fascinating it's, just, it's only it's it's going to be adopted everywhere everywhere yeah. oh everywhere. it already is it absolutely yeah. i mean obviously we've had yeah. some really bad icos like bitconnect or whatnot but but there's mm-hmm. there the 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 liars will get called out because everything they're doing is in the public eye i mean if they're not yeah. doing it in the public eye like did you join q um, q the q oh what's it called um i'm gonna look it up real quick not QCoin, but uh, oh, I can't so, think wait. what it was. It was it was basically a a coin that they were trying to do like make it like a PayPal thing, and I bought. I didn't buy actually. I I participated in Q, and it's called Q. Yeah, it's called Q. It's not. Is this something that. recent? Q Initiative. That's what it was. You don't no, Q, you don't remember that? Oh man, it's all over Reddit. Um, Initiative Q. Sorry, I'm setting it backwards. So if you look up initiativeq.com, you can find it. They still exist, but they still have no value. And it's not technically a coin. It's not even a token. It's not even a contract. It's just a thing they made up. And well, there are tons of those. Yeah, of course. But they they were like, oh, this will be the next big thing. Well, I've got eight, I've got almost a hundred thousand initiative Q tokens or whatever they actually are. And they, mm-hmm. they're worthless. That's great. I didn't have to put much out except telling people to join. And now of all these people I told to join, they're just like, well, that was just totally not even legit anymore. It's like, yeah, isn't that great? Now I just so, spammed a bunch of my friends who think I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know what this in, initiative Q. So no, I have not heard about this. Um, I guess this went under the rug right past me. Um, but this this reminds me during my meetups. Um, and at the time I had a Facebook group, right? It was called just like this, like this, this podcast, cryptocurrency chat, and that's the reason why I named this podcast was, was uh, because of of that uh, Facebook group, which, just just like you, got doxxed and got I got banned off of that and 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 booted for for I guess, I guess talking crypto. Hmm. A few years back, right? Uh, talking crypto was still frowned upon, and I guess people didn't like what I was talking about, and just ended up banning me and. I lost a few thousand, uh, a thousand uh, followers within that group. So that, that really hurt, man, because that was a couple, I'll say maybe three years worth of uh, time invested of building up that, that, uh, that group page for me. So I left on a sour note there. I said, you know what, I'm not going to go back and do that again. But because of the Bitcoin having, I felt like I had to just be a part of that history, man, because that it's the Bitcoin having. So that's, that's actually my first, uh, podcast 
here on on uh, on this channel mm-hmm. ended up doing it on the that particular day was uh was the bitcoin happening um anyways so when i was doing my meetups i would meet a lot of people shake a lot of hands this is back in the days before there was covid when you can actually shake someone's hand and, and talk to people <laughs> this is so weird huh this is the, the world that we live in nowadays so I'm talking to all these folks out there and trying to see what they're trying to talk about, see if I, I would like them to be a guest speaker on, because there's a lot of people. There's t- there's only so much time in the afternoon, and there's so many people that want to definitely uh, show, their, show their token. And, you know, depending on what it is, then uh, if it's something very innovative, of course, hey, you know what, come on through. Uh, I'll give you a few minutes, and you can chat whatever you want to chat about. Um, other ones, I look at them like, are, are you kidding me? Are, are you serious? You literally just went verbatim of what all these other um, uh, shit coins are about. <laughs> literally verbatim, man. It's like, wh- what makes you different? Oh, we're, we're, we're the next big thing. It's like, really? I, yeah. I, and I look at them in their face. I sound like, like, like I'm the bad guy, but I'm like, no, I'm not going to give you any more time than, no, you're already wasting my time. It's like, you're telling me the exact same thing with this other other group right over here at this corner is talking about there. It's the same exact thing. There's nothing different. You literally just copied and paste. Yeah. So tell me what the difference is between you and them. And then we'll, then we'll have yeah. a real thing to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I, I agree with the same thing. Coinbase did it for a long time, but they were like, Hey, introducing to this new coin. And it was like, this coin's like the last coin. All right, fine. You <laughs> want to give me 20, 10, 10, 20 bucks just to watch your videos. Oh, fine. I'll take your money. But sure. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it's, what's what's the use i mean what is your function what is how are you better than the next guy i mean they're not when it comes to coinbase they're just um first they're they're just the initial investors so they're just making their money back for just putting it onto the platform they were first through the door right they were the ones that ever there before anyone else (laughs) sounds like you have a furry uh Furry background noise there. Yeah, somebody should be. Uh, someone's probably walking by. Afternoon joggers. <laughs> so we're, you're, you briefly talked about um, games, right? We're talking about crypto, uh, crypto kitties, and uh, Ethermon. Now, ha- have you have you messed with any other crypto games? I, I mean, the only game I've actually really played is the Gala one. Gala, uh, I think it's Gala Games. Um, I've actually played it quite a bit because I've made videos on my channel about it, but um, I haven't actually. I mean, I've I've gone around inside you know the virtual environment of Decentraland. I wouldn't call it a game. I know there are games in Decentraland that you can play, um, but uh, I haven't actually played Ethermon because I never played Pokemon. I don't actually know how to play it. So, um, I, I do. I will say that. When uh, Wizards of the Coast's game uh, Magic the Gathering came out back in the early 90s, I mm-hmm. did play that. I still have my Magic the Gathering cards from 19, the early 1990s, and I haven't used them in probably 20-plus years. Um, so I know how to play that kind of game, like what Hearthstone is. Um, in fact, my brother's always trying to get me to play Hearthstone with him, but I have no interest in it anymore. And if Pokemon's anything like that, then I can probably figure out how to play it. Or that is So, so you haven't... So you haven't really checked out any other NFT games that are out there. Have you checked uh, out I have lists of them? Let me pull up my list that I have here. 
Um, crypto games. Okay, so Chain Roller Clash, Coin. League of. Go ahead. I have Roller Coin, Decentraland, which is not a game. Uh, NCP3D, which is Mega Crypto Cryptopolis 3D. Uh, crypto Assault, I have not played that yet. Crypto C, which is just a trading location. AirSwap, also a trading location. And Ethereum. Uh, oh yeah, that's yeah. Those are all the ones I have. I don't. I haven't actually played any of them because they. They're all, I think, browser-based, as far as I can tell, and I'm used to uh, like game client-based games like World of Warcraft. Or uh... Uh -huh. okay, so check out Dissolution. How do you spell that? Just Dissolution. Yep, D I S S O L U T I O N. Okay, Dissolution. What? Uh, a blockchain game. Okay, uh, Dissolution. Dissolution game. Play Dissolution. Oh, wow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's, a that's, that's, a, so that, that's a blockchain game off of the engine platform. And in fact, there's a lot of really good games that are coming out on the engine platform that are being developed right now. And this right now, uh, Dissolution is currently out there. So you can play Dissolution right now if, you're, if you can get into the beta and earn engine tokens. Engine coins. Hmm. Uh, this is kind of like what's that the huge uh, gosh, what's it called? The one I was talks about that that gigantic game that's in outer space. Um, For me, it reminds me of uh, Halo. Not, well, I mean, Halo is one of those types of games. There's another game that's, that's a, it's, a, it's an MMO game that's an outer space game where you're flying a ship, and I cannot think of the name of it. But friends have played it, and I've never played it. Uh, it's got it's got a single word name, and I cannot think of what it's called. Um, <laughs> But yeah, this this one might, reminds me of. Although I would say, would you consider this to be an RTS game or more of a uh, FPS game? Uh, I would say FPS. For okay, good, because I I am not fond of real time strategy, but first person shooter, no problem. Like um, Unreal. <laughs> yeah, you well, actually, th I think I think they actually do develop uh, this game using the Unreal Engine. Oh, okay. That's what you're saying. That was the, what engine it came out. Okay, then. yes, I am no, no, no. super so, familiar so, so, no, with no, no. Unreal. <laughs> so, no, there's the there's the there's engine. There's the engine blockchain, right? Engine. Oh, oh, that's what you mean. Sorry. There. So there's engine blockchain, and then they were able to develop the 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 graphical interface using the um, damn uh, <laughs> using that uh, way of coding, I guess, basically. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I've I. This is my first introduction to the idea of E E N G J I N engine. Um, I think yep, I've engine. heard of it, but I mean, before you mentioned, I think I've heard of it, but I didn't ever participate with anything involved in it. But now that this is this is far better. Now that I'm actually looking at what engine actually does. Um, and on, and they, on they have site. they have more. They have a ton of other games that are coming out. That this is just one of this is probably one of their better ones. The other ones are coming up to date, but this is probably one of their better ones, ready to go. That you can you can actually jump on Steam right now if you have a Steam account and um, Steam account. probably download the beta. All right, I will definitely check that out because it this this far exceeds my expectation from any of the games I've looked at. Like say, Decentraland's ideal was pretty damn slick. I mean, I really like Decentraland, but it's just a a virtual platform for other things to be built into. And yet right now there's not a whole lot of stuff in it. Um, there right. are some, there's a casino, which was amazing. The casino that was in Decentraland made me think of Ready Player One, but um, not quite that good. 
just border border on that idea. Um, and then Crypto Assault was pretty neat, but I never played it. I just watched other people play it. Um, and then I think the problem I had with it was because as much as I like the idea of having a, an actual real world value um, object within a game is the mm -hmm. problem that I've experienced because I've been a World of Warcraft player for the entire time World of Warcraft has existed. Um, oh. And in, in playing that game, they've tried so hard to try to keep real money out of the game, which has been proven not really to work. But when they did it with Diablo, uh, when, when Blizzard did it with Diablo, mm -hmm. um, they actually had a real money market for their auction house for, for things in the game. And of course, people were cheating left and right to get stuff in there so they could make real money in the real world by cheating people out of that stuff. And that's exactly what happens in, in World of Warcraft is, of course, mm -hmm. it's not allowed. So people cheat and use black market stuff. Right. Um, but right. if you have a commodity like World of Warcraft that everybody in the world seems to love, or at least millions of people love, um, like blockchain in a sense, um, people are going to try to attach value to it, not just intrinsic value, but physical value. And that is the thing that, that Blizzard just can't seem to come to contact or come to grips with. And there's a reason for it. It's not just because they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it because they don't want the U.S. government to control it. And they don't really have a choice in that right now. Um, there's too much red tape with the U.S. government and the laws and the rules that go along with it that they don't want to be under the thumb of if they make this a real money transactional functional thing. Um, and so they're trying to separate it. So that's the problem we have with blockchain. The convenient thing, in my opinion, with blockchain, with blockchain is yeah. that you can kind of get away from the U.S. government's assessment of it, even though once you sell it, it has value and then you have to pay taxes on it. Um, but then what if you're not in the United States? Well, it doesn't matter because decentralized means it doesn't belong anywhere. And that's I was thinking that that lends itself to the idea of what library does. Are, are you on library? Uh, you know, I was actually one of the first ones to buy library when they first came out. Um, unfortunately, I did sell them. So you're not an bit. active user of library, but you. No, 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 no. This was before they even had a platform. Okay. I was holding their token and I ended up selling it at maybe I think it was like three or four X. And I should have held on to it because now it's actually something. Well, I'm I'm talking about the practical app application library now. Yeah, is actually yeah. doing something with their with their coin right. and making it a practical location to, to store content. But see, it's mm -hmm. not physically stored anywhere; it's stored everywhere, and exactly. so no one jurisdiction has control over it, which is making the U.S. government pretty pissed. They're like, "Hey, that we want to we want to tax your thing," and they're like, "Sorry, it doesn't belong to anyone. You can't tax it," and that's the advantage of this. Mm -hmm. So I, I, this gets way deeper politics, and I don't really want to go in there when it comes to crypto. It's something we can <laughs> right. definitely talk about later. But um, it's it's uh, the advantages of library are the same advantages I see in um, what Engine is doing or what any blockchain thing can do. It's giving you a, a public ledger of every single transaction, every single thing that happens. It gives you a public value, a personal, real-life value of things. And it makes sure that no government controls it, which some people say is bad. I know I've heard a lot of arguments against it, but I argue for it because it's it's not because I'm going for like a world government idea. I'm going for a and I'm not even going for anarchy, which is what people say. What's, 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 it's one or the other. It's either, you know, 
world government or anarchy. I'm like, no, it can, it can be a harmony in between. It's almost like the concept of utopia. In utopia, everyone governs themselves. Everyone works harmoniously together. And we all get along because no one's greedy. I, I wish. I wish. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, I, I almost feel like I'm getting into science fiction. There's a book I'm writing that's that's about this concept of um, what would happen if teleportation was a real thing, like a real mm. thing, not just a, suppos a suppositional. But I mean, if teleportation were okay. real, and I'm just going to drop this, and we don't have to continue talking about it, is if it were a real thing, it would change the face of the of the world, and then money would no longer be a thing. And that's kind of the premise of my book is it's the, it's the future kind of the, the, uh, what's his name? Gene, Gene Roddenberry future where money is no longer a thing. He saw the reality. Once tech, once teleportation becomes a reality, you can't own mm -hmm. anything anymore. So, you know, it, <laughs> no, we, we could, we could still talk about that. It's, it's fascinating. I think if teleportation was real, I, I would still have some coworkers showing up late to work. It also depends on how teleportation was implemented. And of course, Gene Roddenberry's one is very limited to a, to a certain you know, <laughs> depot where you can teleport. But then, of course, in the reboot of the storyline for Star Trek, uh, they talk about teleportation being literally anywhere, which I'm not saying it couldn't be, but um, it, it's it's a complex issue that it, not for this for this topic. But I guess sure. I'm, I'm trying to tie it in by saying that that cryptocurrency is the beginning, in my opinion. And I'm not trying. I don't want to sound like a crackpot because I, I know people would would. Sometimes it's because it's hard to wrap your mind around cryptocurrency and then extrapolate from it to what it could possibly lead to, and that's what okay. I'm implying. Um, the the thing I think find so fascinating about um, cryptocurrency is what it could possibly do. I think you're also excited about that very thing. There's so many grand possibilities we can't even begin to imagine them all. Absolutely. It's, it's like Isaac Asimov level imagination stuff um so i i love crypto because of its potential and, and it, of course it, it, a lot of people hate it because not because of the potential but because they just don't comprehend that future universe that's that's literally sitting on our doorstep check you have you heard of Neuralink? yes what do you think about that um integrated with with blockchain um I don't <laughs> having a, a I don't even know how to explain this. Um, as a coin or as a concept, is that what you're asking about? As hmm, I guess yeah, as a concept, as something that's going to be part of our future. Okay. Um, I actually had an opportunity to have a discussion with a person that was developing this concept 15 years ago. <laughs> um, and he told me that I needed to make sure I helped people overcome their fear of this idea because it was going to mess with people's heads. <laughs> um, and not just physically, but mentally you know, confusing people. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not super excited about the idea of connecting my brain to a computer, but uh, I realized it may be the direction we go. And so it's better to be aware and, and prepared than it is to be afraid. So um, I would say I'm not cool with the idea of having something implanted, implanted in my brain, but I'm cool with the idea of having like a, 
visual interface that's controlled by my brain, like uh, okay, then Google then Glass how... tried to be. Oh, you didn't like Google Glass? No, oh, I did. man. I, I loved didn't... it. No, I loved it. Okay. I loved it. I absolutely wanted to get one, but I could not get my hands on it. Actually, no, that's not true. I got to wear it, but I never got to keep it. So. Well, at least you got a word. I didn't even get a chance to do that, and I wanted to get my hands on one of those. I just, I just wanted to try it, you know, before they, before they got rid of them. I worked now, for uh, Google for a very short period of time. So. Ah, uh, okay. Um, what about what about uh, being microchipped? Um, it's already so, happening. I've already seen it. Um, not mm -hmm. obviously personally experienced. The problem I have with it right now is it's um, unless it's easily like. If you could remove a part of your body or have something that was somewhat not necessarily sewn into your skin kind of thing, but I mean, like say, how do I put it? It's like the difference between a uh, a smartphone that's got a battery that's integrated versus a smartphone where you can change the battery. So if you sew in a chip to your body, it's sewn in. And then how do you get it out when you need to upgrade? Well, you have to go in and have surgery to have it removed and put the new one in. And I don't like that idea. Now, if you have a permanent interface that can change out parts and, or have parts upgraded, then I'm for it. But I don't like the idea of putting up a real, what would end up being an antiquated piece of hardware after like two years into my body. And I have to go have to have surgery just to have it taken out and put a new one in. If I can have something mm -hmm. that's like a glove that I wear that can be swapped out and it has some sort of direct interface with my body – and you don't actually have to put in my body. I'm actually more in favor of that than actually having something physically put into me because then I don't have to worry about having surgery to get it out. So then I guess cell phones would be the thing. No, I, I think we can do something that's like a um, – I like the oh, – I can't remember the name of the company. Um, there's a company that was doing a, a, a Google Glass-like thing that would mount permanently to the glasses you would always wear. And then you could have an, a, a, a visual or an optical link that you could use to, that could go into your brain through your eye, not physically through your eye, but using your eyes motions to control it. Uh -huh. And then that way it's not actually implanted in your body, but it's something you use every day, like a cell phone or a smartphone, but it's something that you, you put on when you wake up or maybe you wear it to bed. Although I don't think it's necessarily a good idea unless it's, you know, crush proof um, is something that's, always with you. Obviously. You put the, the headset on and you wear it all day and you take it off at night like a watch or a smartphone. Um, and then that way you can still upgrade the hardware, um, but you don't have to worry about having surgery to upgrade the hardware. So, I mean, I'm like the idea of brain interface, but honestly, at this point, I think it could be decades before we get something that implantable brain interface will actually be practical. I'm not saying well, it won't happen. I'm just saying it's a ways off still. Well, according to um, Elon Musk, apparently by the end of the year, he's going to have um, people testing out Neuralink. Well, I'm sure there are, there are willing volunteers. I have people who are – how many people applied to go to Mars? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, tons of them. Yeah, and yeah. they know there's no way, but you're going to get back. It's a one-way trip. And there it's are a one -way trip. people who want to go. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. I think it's more about the fame than it is about the. Uh, it's like if you've seen yeah. um, what's it called, um, the more recent reboot of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. No, I haven't. Okay, so in that, uh, Jay Fabibobrox. I don't know if you know if it's the story or not, but um, the guy with two heads in the storyline. Um, he's like, they say, but you're the president of the universe. 
He's like, yeah, but, you know, I want something more permanent. I need something that everyone will remember. By. But you're the president of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, galaxy, not universe. Um, and he's yeah. like, yeah, well, you know, discovering this, the Megrothea thing they're looking for, that's, that's more permanent. More people will remember me for that than remembering me for being the president of the galaxy. Like, okay, dude. <laughs> I guess I guess it's all about fame. Um, so yeah, it, yeah it's more about know. fame. I, it's more about would, fame. Would you do that? Would I? Would I do what exactly? Would you? Would you? Would you go to Mars if they called you out? Say, Jake, we want you to go to Mars. It's a one-way trip. You're not coming back. No, no. I, there's there's much more thing much more things I would like to do here. Heck, I wouldn't mind going to the moon and back. Um, but I'll wait, assuming I can, until. Uh, the trip back from Mars is possible. Yeah. I think a six month trip one way, right? Yeah. And then you got to stay there for two years. So it's going to be a four year trip, no matter what, if you can even come back. Right. Right. Um, so you said you, you, you did some mining, right? And you use these um, different, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, yeah, I did different mining over years. I, I actually, I still own quite a few Litecoin miners. I have a bunch of USB miners. I have some uh, dual miners, little miniature Bitcoin, Litecoin miners. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got some uh, uh, Gecko Science and some, um, what's it called, Moonlanders. They're all mm -hmm. USB based. USB, and I yeah. Have, uh, I have, a, I have what, two GA miners and four uh, grid seed miners. And these are all, you know, script based, Litecoin yeah. based. Um, and then I have two. Bitmain Antminer L3 pluses, which are also mm -hmm. script, um, and they're currently just sitting on a shelf because they're they're not. <coughs> I shouldn't say they're useless, but they cost too much to run. Um, although I Those, hope very soon that will change because uh, I've got a deal going here. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, those are those are very very old rigs. Yep, very old. old now, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, then I have some uh, some GPUs. I'm actually running literally not three feet from my chair. <laughs> really? Are, can't, uh, can't even hear them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, they're not super loud. I have I have. I'm just using a a, a house fan. What, what type of GPUs are you using? Uh, they're AM. Oh, actually, they're FFX. See it right? XFX. Um, uh, RX 470 4 gigs, which I realized that most people can't use if they're running Windows anymore because Windows uses too much VRAM, so they're running on Hive OS. Um, and Hive OS has been paying me very well lately. Uh, let's see, update what the day. Yeah, here we go. Almost six, that's $6 a day off of just this one rig, which only has three GPUs on it right now. Wow. But uh, yeah, it went from. 60 cents a day up to almost two dollars a day in the last week so so somebody like me increase so somebody like me i just have i have a desktop it's a few years old mm -hmm. in fact it's i bought it used it sits in my room and i i rarely use it what would you suggest that i i um i hash out with it uh what is it intel or amd it's uh, a, hmm, uh, I believe it's an AM. Well, actually, you know what? Hold on a second. Let's check here. <laughs> what do I have? I believe it is AMD. I'm pretty sure it's AMD. 
So is it a Ryzen three set five? No, this, this is something old school. This is what, oh, is it's, it it's an old. Octane or a, a Opteron or? Mm, I would have to look it up here. It, is it made by Dell or HP? Like I'm telling you, it's a bunch of old uh, used parts that okay, I just so it's bought. Not, it's uh, just a hod, hodgepodge. Okay, so it's not yeah. actually like a manufactured. Uh, no, 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 no. Somebody put it. Somebody built it up together, bought a bunch of parts, and put, throw it together, and uh, they they ended up buying a better rig. And I said, hey, you know what? I'll buy that. Uh, I'll buy that for like 150 bucks if you don't mind. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I mean, um, it's it's. I would say if your graphics card is worth its salt, then I would go with GPU mining. If, if otherwise, a really old GPU is really not going to pay you very much, even in current in current environment. You could use, oh man, I've reviewed what ten, almost ten different um, desktop mining softwares, none of which I think are all that good. But uh, if you want to make some money, it's probably since the price has gone up lately, it might be worthwhile. Um, I think it's a uh, the. GTX 770 that's in there old school GT, yeah that's pretty old but that's yeah yeah that, uh, it, it I would now I what don't I have think you'd actually make any money off of it right now no no but I'm just saying that it, what would you anyways so I also have my laptop here that is a Ryzen 7 ah now there you go so you can actually do Monero with that um, in fact you might actually be able to make probably a well Let's, let's let's ignore the cost of electricity and just say total revenue. I would bet you could probably do somewhere between ninety cents and a buck fifty a day on that. Off of off, off of what? If you just ran your laptop nonstop and not, didn't do anything with it, just ran it on um, Nice Hash or uh, uh, yeah, Nice Hash is actually the best choice in my opinion <laughs> to run in Windows. That is, assuming you're running Windows on it. Uh, to 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 mine what? Monero. Actually, really? Actually, what uh, NiceHash does is because NiceHash is a profitability switching or profit switching uh, service. Mm -hmm. They would run whatever is most profitable every minute. They change it up, or I think it's every five minutes, but they do change it up every now and then. Um, and they mine whatever is most profitable. But CPUs, primarily Ryzen CPUs, typically mine Monero since it's the easiest one. Since it's actually, you know, the people who made the chain. Uh, or made that particular algorithm, set it up mm -hmm. so that so that um, what's it called? Um, ASICs can't do it. They deliberately right, have right, it set up because it's random. It's random X Monero, and mm -hmm. and ASICs can't do that. Um, and they did that on purpose because they don't want ASICs ruining Monero. Right. Which I'm surprised. Monero is just it. It's. I think it went up two percent today, right? Well, it's yeah, it mining, just keeps going. It's up. Mining potential you're looking at, not necessarily the price. What you're looking right. at is, and, is how many hashes you can get out. And I think, because I, I was mining, I have a Ryzen 9, and I was mining somewhere between 60 cents and a dollar a day, and that's gone up to almost $2 a day on a 9. So you have a 7, you could probably do a buck fifty a day on it. So according to my rig here, I can hash out about 16,600 hashes a second. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Mine was doing um, 30, 30 kilohash. And you have a seven, so you, yeah, I can see it being about sixteen thousand. Um, Interesting. So you you could probably I don't know you might be able to make two dollars a day. It's possible. But are you yeah, serious? Yeah, but remember you got you have to account for power too. So I don't know what your power cost so, is there. So the the reason the reason I'm really surprised is because I'm using this mining pool. I, in fact, I'm okay. So I am actually mining um, 
Monero with my laptop, it you know I, I left it on, mm-hmm. and I've been I've been testing out the water to see how it how it do. Um, well, what are you here running and it on? There. Are you what running on straight Monero? Or are you just literally mining Monero directly? Yeah, yeah, I'm using a, for it. No. Okay. And this particular um, mining pool that I'm using um, does actually have a built-in um, what is it called? It'll find the best coin to mine. Yeah, profit that switching. Pay. Yeah, that's profit. What switching. is it? Profit switching. Yep. Yeah, profit switching. Yes. Yeah. But I'm I'm not mining two dollars. I'm not even mining a dollar. If anything, I'm hitting. 25, 30 cents. Oh man, it should be more than that. What are you using? What what uh, program? Um, I got XM Rig. Oh yeah, okay. That's but that is directly XM Rig. Okay, so. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Six point three, the most recent that just came out well, about let me, two weeks ago. Let me look it up. Let me look it up. I know they have um, NiceHash has a profitability calculator. Um, mm-hmm. NiceHash. You know what? While you do that, I'll do that. I'll do that as well. Actually, you know what? You can do that. Um, yeah, I'm going to look up. Do uh, you have CPUs? A, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. It's fine. Do you have a, a Discord channel for? Uh, I do. Yes. Okay. Do you want to plug that in? Okay. Let me get it real quick. Um, yeah. If you go to uh, nicehash.com/profitability-calculator, you can put in CPU, AMD. I don't know what version of the Ryzen seven you have. Um, you know, what the numbers are after it, you know, 1700, mm-hmm. 1800, 2700, 37, whatever that is. Let's just go with the highest Ryzen 7, assuming you got the best one. And they say right now you could make 60 cents. Okay, that's pretty sad. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. That's and it's, a, size it's somewhere thought. around there. Well, let's see what mine Mine's at 3900. See what it says if it changed. Yeah, it's a dollar now, <laughs> or almost a dollar. Interesting. So, I, like I said, it depends on on what your Ryzen seven is. Um, it could be more, but uh, I knew mine got up because mine was a week ago. It was showing fifty seven cents, and now it's showing ninety three cents. That's a huge jump. Um, yeah. In in profitability, but the, the amount of power it uses when it's doing that, does, you know, it uses like maybe twenty five cents a day on what the power I use here, because Roseville power is like Santa Clara power, really cheap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I know San Jose is not, but um, so I'm, I'm, I can actually make money, but I mean, it's, you know, 93 cents a day minus 25 cents. That's what 50 cents, roughly uh, sorry, more like 40 cents, but 40 cents times 30. How much is that in a month? Like $12? That's, that's, eh, that's nothing. Yeah. You know, he can make more money. It, it costs you more for going to Starbucks. Um, maybe not mm-hmm. more, but, um, but you could pay for Starbucks one, one trip to Starbucks per, per month <laughs> on that kind of income. Um, that's the reason I do GPUs because I'm, I'm making six bucks a day. And in fact, if I take out the electricity costs, it's $4 a day. So four times 30, that's 120. That's 120 bucks a month, extra cash. It's just pure profit. So then should I end up doing that instead? Well, it, like I said, it depends on your power usage. Right now, I would say absolutely. But the problem you're going to run into is because everybody else figured this out about, about two weeks ago, GPUs on eBay have gone up in price by about thirty percent. So. Well, I'm just saying in regards to to my laptop here that it got sit it, it sits most of the time. I mean, oh, yeah. I might as well have it work for me while I, while I'm yeah. off at work or while I'm out out for the week and I can just leave my laptop at home. 
Yeah, absolutely. Have it have it continue as long as you don't mind you know, running it. Make sure it, it can stay cool because it's going to get cranking pretty hard. Mm-hmm. But um, well, what uh, do you mind? Pardon? What is it that you mine? Well, when I'm using nice hash, they just trans they just uh, mine whatever is most profitable and trans- translate oh, okay. it to Bitcoin. So it'll just dump into Bitcoin. Okay. Um, and they pay yeah. out every they pay once you reach a threshold, they pay out every four four hours. Yeah, now, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think because I I think I did use nice hash, and if you don't mine or cash out or have or, or use your account, you can use uh, Coinbase if you want, but they won't keep track of it. You have to use their no, wallet. No, no, no. What I'm what I'm trying to get to is that they will actually absorb the funds and consider a donation if you're not uh, withdrawing it within a, a certain period of time. No, that's not what they did for no? me. No, that, I've never okay. had that happen. Uh, I mean, okay. if you never make more than Satoshi Dust, yeah, that, that's true. If you make like, you know, let's say, let's say the total number of Satoshis that you can ever mine never never exceeds a thousand. Yeah, they'll, they'll just mm-hmm. take that from you. But um, currently, what, the current price of Bitcoin's what, over 1100 is like 11, 11.5. Yeah. Um, if your machine can can knock out like uh, let's see, it was say it was predicting sixty cents a day. Sixty cents a day currently in in, in Satoshi's is probably uh, five thousand, maybe forty five hundred Satoshi's a day. Then you're going to make more than a day than than they would ever bother absorbing, and they only absorb it if you leave it there for too long. Right. So I mean, you're not going to make making much. But you'll be making more than the absorption amount, so of course it, you'll be able to cash out. Just you won't be able to cash out till you reach ten dollars, because they have right. a minimum cash out amount. And have it'll, you, it'll take you most of the month to get that. So, right, right, right. have you been able to find a solution or found any connections out there of how to resolve crypto dust? All right, yeah. So uh, I love it. Um, unfortunately, it depends on what. Uh, trading house that you've left your dust on and for and can say, if you have if you have uh, on coinbase i don't know how it works but on binance it does work and i was totally shocked when i found out about this uh i had a, a person invite me to a, a trading school um and he he's been bugging me about getting getting on your podcast if you want to interview him i go right ahead but <laughs> he's going to try to get <laughs> yeah, you send, into, send him my get, way yeah he's going to try to get you into his trading school um <laughs> and he has a buy-in that's not low. You know, he let me buy in because I was a friend. But um, he uh, he got me into Binance the second time. He's like, no, you have to sign up with Binance. You have to use my sign-up code. So I get the – obviously, so he gets the the, uh, the benefit, the 15% benefit. Right. And I was like, but I already have a Binance account. He's like, no, if you're in my trading school, you have to sign up with my account. I was like, oh, fine. I'll just do it. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I didn't want to trade a lot. And he's like, well, you know, you got to put about two grand. I'm like, I don't have two grand to put in. You know, I'm, I'm house poor. That's like almost all Californians are. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, except Jeff Bezos. No, anyways. Um, uh, and I guess Elon Musk. Uh, but uh, the, the point I'm trying to get at is that he wanted to be put two grand up. And it's like, well, that's because he's going to get 15% of that two grand uh, for me trading on that house. Every single time I get to make a trade, he gets that money. Well, I put in like $200 in coins, you know, and, and traded it out to various other coins like Harmony One and, and VeChain and, and um, uh, what was the other one? The Cosmos, Adam. Uh, and I, 
I realized it didn't want to stick with it because I just didn't like trading anymore, even with his hints. And he had a lot of good hints, hints that would actually make me money. And I did make money on, on his advice. Um, it was the first time ever when I was actually trading when I was actually making money. It was, so who's this? Uh, what's his name? Crypto Scalp. Oh, shoot. It's a, it's a guy a YouTube channel, but uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Hold on. Uh, crypto, crypto Scalper? Crypto Scalp Trading? I cannot remember the exact name. Um, anyways, his real name is Nick. Uh, and I don't actually know his last name, so I couldn't tell you how to look him up. Uh, but uh, Scalp... Oh, I can't remember if that's right or not. Anyways, he um, he does all this trading stuff. And he does make money. He's his goal is to be a billionaire by the time he reaches thirty, which he's probably going to do. Um, and uh, yeah, he's he's got some pretty intensive strategies for trading. And like I said, I was making money until I broke his rules, and then I lost. And I was oh, just tired yeah. of losing, so I was just like, all right, I'm just going to quit. And I stopped trading. I stopped doing it. So the point is to, to get to the point of this crypto dust thing is Binance will let you trade all your dust into Binance coin. So if you have a bunch of dust sitting anywhere on your account, that's like, you know, 10 Satoshis here, a thousand Satoshis there, you can transfer all of it into Binance coin and then trade it out. And I think the only other trading house I know that does that is Bittrex. So. Interesting. Okay. I don't know that Coinbase does. It would be amazing. But from what I know, in order to get those kind of dust coins out, you kind of have to put some in and then pull it out. At exactly yeah, the right time, and it's a pain in the ass to do. Yeah, and that's what it, that's what it pretty much the only solution that I've been able to find was to do that do it that way. Um, so Binance yeah. does let you do that though. So if you if you're willing to trade with Binance, and the reason I'm not personally interested in doing it anymore is because Binance is soon going to be in the clutches of the Chinese government, and I really don't want that. So mm -hmm. hey, the Chinese are doing a lot of things with blockchain. I mean, no, I'm just not every, every I'm bothered by the CCP. I don't like the CCP. So um, yeah, Hong Kong well, is cool. That's... Hong Kong is cool. But Hong Kong is quickly becoming a Chinese only country. You know, China's or CCP is stepping in real fast and trying to make it, it theirs only. And I do not appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't want my money to be yeah. suddenly be their money when they decide to close down Binance. Right. Right. Uh, so before we start wrapping this up, I want to ask you. What is your best, your, your most favorite token? Hmm, good question. Mm. Can I say just my favorite one for right now or my favorite? Sure. Oh, I, I, don't know. I, I, I know what my favorite <laughs> one is. I just remembered. I, it's, as soon as I started going through the list, I like, duh, I know exactly what it is. Dogecoin, by far. Really? Easily, easily <laughs> my favorite. It is pointless. It is useless, but I just love it. I absolutely love wow. Dogecoin. I have... At one point, the most Dogecoin I had, this is back when I was mining it on a regular basis, was four and a half million. Wow. Yes. My record is four, four million four hundred and thirty-seven thousand two hundred and sixteen was the most I ever had at any one point. And it was because I was all for it. You know, I was making Verge coin, I was making Via coin, I was making Pink coin, and and all these other kinds of uh, script-based coins. Um, but Doge was my favorite. And so I just stacked up as much Doge as I possibly could. And, of course, the price isn't very high now, but it was a lot less then. And uh -huh. I, I just loved it. I mean, I think at the peak amount that coin was worth was a little over $1,700. Wow. 
Wow. And if you look at it now, is what Doge is what 0.03 or so? I think it's 0.035 mm -hmm. right now. We're quite close to that. 0.035 times by my my maximum to round it up to 400 or 4.5 million. It would be $15,750 right now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I've had more than that in crypto before, but yeah, Doge is my favorite. My second after that you, is, is have, Adam Coin. But yeah. have you ever been able to cash out big money? Yes, yes, I have. Okay, don't say the amount. I just that's that's it's fine. Um, yeah, I've actually had the misfortune of not cashing out because I'm a, such a big hodler, and I believe that crypto is going to go up and up and up. I've missed that uh, that big pump, that big wave that we, that we uh, that we had a few years ago. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, bummed out about that because if I did cash out, then I would have just went right back into the market when it went down. Yeah, bought some more crypto and then enjoyed the ride back up, but it's okay. I'm not. I'm not too worried about it because I'm still in the. I'm still in the green. That's good. That's very good. I am. I am far yeah. from being in the green, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing to try to get back to the green. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I am. Okay. I'm deep in debt because, and this is unrelated to uh, my YouTube channel or anything else. But I started a business in 2017, and mm -hmm. uh, that business did not make me money. Oh, wow. I, I spent all the money I made made off of the house that I sold in Silicon Valley. Yes, mm -hmm. I was a millionaire at one point um, because I owned a house that was worth over a million dollars. And I sold that house and had a lot of money. And I spent almost all that money trying to build my business. And I am now wow. many, many thousands of dollars in debt. Uh, wow. That has not been a fun experience um but i'm trying to get out of it i'm trying to build another business trying to do it with crypto and hopefully actually honestly it seems like it's going to happen now because i found so, and i'm not going to mention what i found but i found something really really cool which has led to what i hope will be an your salvation of crypto yes exactly um interesting interesting so all right the next question is what is your favorite Stable coin. I think die. I think die is my favorite right now. Um, it's is, it have fluctuates you, a lot, but it's still. I mean, it's supposed to be a stable coin, right? Um, mm -hmm. Well, yeah, exactly. But I have a lot. I have a lot in die right now, and I think it's because even though the interest rates on on staking are, are fluctuate constantly, um, it's still. It's still the one I like the most because everyone else uses so is it uh, TUSD is it TUSD or USDT? USDT Tether. It's USD Tether, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I had a lot of Tether for a long time, and I just it just seems I don't know. Maybe I'm a I'm a, uh, what's it called? Uh, I'm e e eccentric. I'm I kind of outside the norm, and so okay. holding the norm is is weird to me. I like to be outside the norm, and so I, I'm going to hold a non-standard stable coin mm -hmm. instead of a sure. stable coin. I, I think that's the reason why you got into crypto and didn't stay in fiat, right? You want to be out of the norm. Yeah, I, I just like the practicality of crypto, not so because I was trying to be out of the norm, but um, I'm used to being oh, okay. out of the norm because my whole life has been that way. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. That's for another story then, right? Yep. yep. So with that said, let's go ahead and wrap this up. I just want to ask you one more thing. You said you had a a giant bag of jokes. Let's hear one more before we wrap oh, this up. One more. I've got 10. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see here. Um, oh, that one's terrible. Uh, let's see here. 
Oh yeah, this is my favorite one of the ones I found. If I had invested a thousand dollars into Bitcoin today, I would have. Oh man! How much would you have? No idea how it worked. How it <laughs> I would have no idea how it worked. <clears throat> mm. No, that one actually went over my head. Okay. Let's try another one. Okay, okay, sorry. Um, how do you get a crypto analyst on your front porch? Um, how? Order delivery. Order delivery. Da, ta -da. <laughs> All right. Jake Jabarelli, thank you, mister, for being on my podcast. I greatly appreciate it. And I hope you come back. It's an open-door policy. Just send me a message, and uh, we'll definitely do this again. I hope you enjoyed it. I, I try to make it as laid back as possible. Just chit-chat. I, I like, just like you, I like just to talk crypto, man. This is what I do. I sit down. I, I, I enjoy talking crypto. Yeah. So thank I've, you. I appreciate it. I've had a great time. I really appreciate being on your show. And I, I really <laughs> hope to do this again, honestly. Not Absolutely. A, a convert to your show. I, I, I want to just wrap this up by saying uh, I like talk shows. I listen to talk shows on YouTube and on other podcastings all the time. So I really appreciate being on your show. And I hope I do get the opportunity to come back. So thanks for having me. Like I said, it's an open, mi casa, su casa. That's what I tell, that's what I tell my guests, mi casa, su casa. Awesome. All right. Thank All you. right, Jake. Thank you. Yep. I'll catch you next time. Yep. Bye-bye. Adios. Adios. All right, Kryptonauts, thank you all for listening. This is officially my 100th episode. I can't believe we, we already came came this far. 100 episodes down. That is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So with that said, make sure uh, to reach, reach out to me on the Discord app or through the Anchor app. I appreciate the positive feedback and I appreciate talking to everybody. If you want to be part of my, um, uh, if you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that discord or through anchor app I, I appreciate it it's awesome i love talking to people especially about crypto so with that said make sure you are washing your hands washing your feet washing your mouth washing your face washing everything wearing your face mask and practice social distancing at six feet and further apart stay quarantined if you can and only go out for essential things why because covid is real it's out there stay safe everyone and hodl Hoddle because crypto's going to the moon. With that said, I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios. <laughs>